Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. I think it was 70 minutes of a speech from Joe Biden in the State of the Union. And he was clear on some things and absolutely foolhardy on others. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Uh, Congresswoman Victoria Sparts joins us right now from the Indiana 5th, my member of Congress. And you were there watching uh, the State of the Union last night. And, of course, the conversation of Ukraine uh, came up and the conversation of support uh, came up. And Joe Biden has not uh, ever signaled that he's not going to be supportive of Ukraine in the fight against Russia, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, having sent the M1, uh, uh, A- A- A1 tanks, the Abrams tanks, um, uh, and, and other materials, as as we've seen, uh, did any part of Joe Biden's speech on the subject of Ukraine uh, give you a, a sense of good, or like finally, or did it give you pause? Uh, your take. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tony. I'll tell you something. You know, the whole speech in, in reminded me like uh, Secretary General Brezhnev laid out like Soviet industrial economy policy, how government is going to give you everything and control everything. And on the issue in Ukraine, I'll tell you, this is something what happened with the same people that ran uh, Obama administration with Crimea and the same what we just happened with situation is China. We've never been proactive. Now we've been reactive. The cost is high and we need to start governing. And unfortunately, I haven't seen that. But I've seen a lot of promises and campaign promises. It was very clever how President Biden laid out his speech. And it was very clever how he says, oh, we're going to take your guns. We're going to take, you know, have open borders, you know, kill on board, take your money and give it to our friends. But let's find the common ground. Let's work together. We are very open to work together if we instill this dictatorship. But it's very clever how they deliver. They try to appeal to working class people. They try to appeal to suburban voters with resort fees and all of that, you know, fees that the airlines are doing. It was very clever. And you can see that was a campaign speech for him to campaign in 24. I think a lot of this was a campaign speech uh, in 2024, but I will admit, if if the president can get a, get rid of resort fees, uh, I'll consider him. I really will. But you you bring up the idea of those things that he brought up, and you, the speech was a tremendous amount of populism, which would seem a Trump type thing to do. And it was uh, Joe Biden uh, discussing it. The the take from the speech is that this was all campaign or was there anything here that as a member of congress you want to start working on today well unfortunately you know even we're talking about like i thought maybe we can come you know find common ground on one issue it's lawlessness on this open border because it's national security crisis but they're not looking at it the same way that we're looking because unfortunately there is a lot of money involved 
a lot of special interest groups make a lot of money on these people, you know, that are desperate. And unfortunately, cartels taking over control and no one wants to deal with that. So we're going to go to the border. We'll try to push these issues. But I haven't heard anything there that major and important for our country where we can actually work together because they laid out very radical policies and a lot of government control and take, take over every type of industry. And I think that is very dangerous move. You know, I'll try to find for the good of this country some common ground, but I haven't seen anything. When you talk about uh, government control, and you had put out a statement about it sounded like uh, the government should control everything, you've mentioned this now a couple of times. What specifically in the State of the Union, Congresswoman, made you say, well, this is government wanting to take over once again? Well, I mean, think about it. We are going to control all of the businesses. We're going to control all of the fees. We're going to decide, you know, what kind of, you know, prices companies are going to charge. People don't understand. When you start control prices, companies will find other ways to charge. You know, you're going to just destroy competition and innovation in that market. And most of the time, it's going to benefit larger companies because we create loopholes and on top of it, create subsidies. I'll give you an example. We talk about like, health care. We talk about, oh my gosh, we're going to have this, you know, and all of this, you know, special interest group subsidies. Well, we subsidize this enormous amount of money through Obamacare to special interest group, giving billions to them. Billions. They create monopolies. We have in Indiana huge hospital monopoly problems, which build in Taj Mahal, invest in money in Wall Street, paying huge money to executives. I mean, destroying the healthcare value. But we are going to, you know, we are going to help and all these people. What they're doing is help their friends because the more money you give to Washington, D.C., the more is going to go to the people that are close to the government. And this is a large corporation, large special interest group, and people are getting screwed. And it's becoming bigger and a bigger problem. And I think this is something that we have to deal with. So they have all these promises to us, but in reality, they're destroying our country and destroying federal budget. And everything they so said me- is more control. Let me now, uh, talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparks of the Indiana 5th District, this was Joe Biden last night talking about the Inflation Reduction Act. The Inflation Reduction Act is also the most significant investment ever in climate change. Ever. Lowering utility bills, creating American jobs, leading the world to a clean energy future. I visited... Does that seem odd to you that when you were uh, voting on the Inflation Reduction Act, you were told it was going to reduce inflation, and now you have the president sitting there for the State of the Union admitting that it's a climate change bill. Uh, Should Americans feel this is a bait and switch? Do you? Well, of course. You know, listen, all of these bills, you know, they give pretty names, you know, that really do not reflect what's inside, but it's more government control, more price setting, and really given money to special interest groups that they're interested in because they give them big political donations back to get around these crazy races that now cost enormous amount of money. And this is what Washington, D.C. is becoming and destroying, you know, legitimate businesses because small businesses and little guy doesn't have ability to lobby over there all of the loopholes that they provide to large special interest groups and subsidies, enormous amounts. Subsidies provided to large corporations. How can you compete with that? 
you know, so I think that is the challenge. That's why we have this unreasonable energy policies. And I am not against innovation. I think we should innovate in all types of energy. We should be innovative, energy independent. We should look at new types of clean energy. We should promote that. But that's not what is happening. They promote money to go to some special interest groups. And we are all paying for it because it's unfeasible and dumb to say that we are going to be all, you know, not be able to use fossil fuels, you know, before the end of, you know, before 2030. That's what they tried to push. Even Biden kind of acknowledged it during his speech that we actually need fossil fuels because each of us, not just paying at the pump, every item, you know, that we are eating, every item that we consume in any way includes some type of energy input. So it causes enormous amount of money and people and funds like BlackRock are making billions now. And it's kind of funny doing all this advertising and Fox News, I noticed, to try to build goodwill, but also, you know, to try to make sure. Well, the the best of luck to BlackRock trying to build goodwill, talking to Congresswoman Victoria Sparks of the Indiana 5th District. And certainly when Joe Biden said we're going to need oil and gas for at least the next 10 years, it was a funny line. But let me take it off the speech just for a moment and go to your own words. Quote, I won a lot of tough battles for the people and will work hard to win a few more in the next two years. However, being a working mom is tough and I need to spend more time with my two high school girls back home. So I will not run for any office in 2024. Congresswoman, it was rumored that you were going to run for Senate, that that was going to be something uh, that that happened. You have certainly made a name for yourself in D.C. And then the announcement, which took everybody, including myself, by surprise, that you're not running for anything um is this a decision that you could uh change your mind on or is this it this is your last term you're done well listen i i'll tell you something you know i had a lot of my uh state house colleagues and people back home here that really wanted to me to consider running for the senate you know because i spent a lot of time fighting tough battles. And I'm not just going, you know, being a talking head on TV to deliver talking points. I actually delivered some real results. It takes an enormous amount of energy. So I really took it that seriously, spent a little bit of time with my girls too. And I've been involved with politics since they were in strollers, little babies. And now they're almost in, out of high school. And I said, you know, in four years, they probably will not even, you know, call me once a year for Christmas, you know, and then I will barely them you know so i really need to spend some time a little bit with them because i prioritize work in politics for a long time and i work enormous hours you cannot even imagine and i you know i i should do much more than i talk about but you know and it's important for me maybe to spend a little bit time with them but also it gives me opportunity in the next two years to really help republicans to change the culture to do something differently so i can concentrate my energy and also reinvigorate you know there is no lobby for the people in D.C. or any state house anywhere. So it takes a lot of energy to fight this battle. So sometimes it's good to step back, to invigorate, to, to go back with the people. And it's really where I draw my energy. So it's good for me to a little bit regroup in that and get some things done and then look and see, you know, what other things I can, you know, contribute to. But I just thought that was a time where I probably cannot commit myself for a very long time to D.C. because that's the insane place. So... Really quick, 
yes or no answer. You need to uh, reinvigorate. You want to be closer uh, to your family, closer to home. Does that mean we see a run for governor in 2024? Yes or no? <laughs> no, I'm not planning to run anything in 24. You know, I want to really, but I'll still be contributing in some ways because I truly believe we are in a very challenging times, And I think we need to make sure that we better inform the American people what's happening with politics and more engaged people in politics because it's right. extremely important and have more normal, common sense people involved. Congresswoman Victoria Sparks of the Indiana 5th, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us on the DriveHubler.com hotline. 